The greatest rivalry in sports is here again. Jones hands it. Elliott goes all the way to the 30, to the 20, to the 10. Touchdown! Ezekiel Elliott on a 44-yard run on fourth and one. Let's take a trip down memory lane as we get ready for the game. Here's your host, Timmy Hall. Ah, I cannot believe it is almost here. We're sitting here Tuesday, 9 o'clock. I don't know if I want the game to get here because I'm so antsy, I'm a little bit nervous, or if I want it to just sit back and relax. I can't relax. That's the problem. I cannot do it. This rivalry is one of the best in the history of sports. We're going to talk about that for this hour. We got a lot of good things coming up. We will have a couple different kinds of modes for you. So we have recorded these these roundtables. We've done these roundtables now for different things, like for March Madness, like for the Memorial, for Ohio State versus Notre Dame, big early non-conference games, and for Michigan Week, Rivalry Week. That's what this is. So you will hear some cut-ups with our friends from 10TV, Dom Tiberi, Adam King, Dave Holmes, our good man, the wide receiver, Devere Posey. And then in the middle chunk of this program, I went to none other than man and bone, common man and T-bone, my good buddies. We will talk some hardcore football with those guys, some Ohio State and Michigan, and a little bit of you'll see. I'm hoping for a lot of the you'll see, so there's going to be something for everybody. Folks, just enjoy it, however that might look for you. It's Ohio State versus Michigan, the 118th matchup. It is coming up Saturday at noon, and we have wall-to-wall coverage for you all week long here on 97.1 The Fan. So why don't we listen to one of those cut-ups I just talked about with our friends from 10TV as we kick off our Rivalry Week special here. Joined now by Dave Holmes and Adam King from 10TV, along with Timmy Hall and former Buckeye receiver Devere Posey. Both are now with 97.1 The Fan. All right, Dave. Michigan finally beat the Buckeyes a year ago. Mm -hmm. Jim Harbaugh finally got that victory. After the game, Harbaugh and some of his uh, folks had some not-so-nice things to say about Ohio State. Matter of fact, they they questioned the Buckeyes' toughness, Mm -hmm. said they were soft. Um... Ohio State went through a lot of changes because of that. They, they got new defensive coaches and everything, and uh, they're still burning, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, everything Ohio State has done in the last 365 days has been a reaction to what Michigan did to them in Ann Arbor. And Jim Harbaugh kind of tried to walk it back a little bit this week. He was asked about the third base Ryan Day comment, and he lacked it like he had never said it. He just said, uh... Uh, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. So he's trying to walk that back a little bit. I wish Jim would have just said, you know what? We won the game. I was feeling myself a little bit. I made a comment. It's all in good fun. It's a rivalry. I didn't, you know, rip the guy apart. I just took a little shot. I think it's healthy banter. We've heard it from both sides. So, yeah, yeah the Buckeyes are clearly fired up. Everything about this year is because of what happened last year. You know, DeVere, bulletin board material mm-hmm. is part of this rivalry. Yes, and yeah. and I've, former Buckeyes have said, you never want to be that guy that ends up on their bulletin board. With that said, is this stuff on Ohio State's bulletin board? Do they need reminded of it, or have they been on a slow burn for the last 365 days? Honestly, Dom, I I feel like even C.J. Stroud from the Heisman ceremony has been on a slow burn from the comments of Desmond Howard. I mean, these guys are highly competitive. They understand the implications of this rivalry, and obviously this year being one of the biggest rivalries since 2006, these guys are ready to go. 
Adam, after the game, Jim Harbaugh said, some people are standing on third base. They think they hit a triple, but they didn't. <laughs> now, most of us agree he was talking about Ryan Day. He inherited this team and all that. With that said, is he trying to get in Ryan Day's head? Well, I thought he was talking about Dave Holmes. But, <laughs> is he trying to get in Ryan's head? I think, of course, he is. He's trying to say to Ryan that this isn't your Buckeye team. This is Urban Meyer's Buckeye team that you've been successful with. And he's at this point, he has no ground to stand on going into this season. This is Ryan Day's quarterback. It's Ryan Day's offense, Ryan Day's defense. So if Ryan Day beats him this year, I mean, I think the man hit a home run because he finally won with his team. And he can't hear any more about Urban Meyer or recruiting classes from Urban or any of that. And that's what... You know, Jim Harbaugh was trying to say, you won, you beat me once with Urban Meyer's team, you couldn't beat me with my team. Well, they also, they also ducked him that one year, so he's only gotten two shots. Yeah, they, they did. They didn't play. I mean, that <laughs> mm -hmm. was COVID-related, Timmy Hall. And Timmy Hall, I, I will, and I've used this line before, and I like it. Don't say they, it. This year's game is played in Ohio Stadium, not on third base. But it does not sound like Ryan Day and Jim Harbaugh are going to be trading Christmas cards anytime soon. There's no love loss between these two guys. It sounds like uh, the rivalry's back. I don't know if it's going to get to the 10 year war, but is, is, this is good for the rivalry, isn't it? I, I'll say it this way I, I've enjoyed this 20 year stretch because, I mean, if you're, if you're really being true and honest with this, and if this is the greatest rivalry of all time, well, then Ohio State still has work to do, right? If you're looking at the history, of this rivalry, the Buckeyes still trail. So they needed an emphatic 20-year period. Who knows? Like, we might not, that might have been the golden era of Ohio State football, where they win a couple national championships, have the record against that team up north that they did. You say, you know, this is good for the rivalry. I'm one that tends to enjoy beating your rival. I, I, I'll, I'll say it right now. I. I think you're an insane person if mm. you were actually rooting for Michigan to win the game last week. Sit back, mm. watch. If it happens, mm. it happens. And then you get the 11 and O's and then you deal with that. You might be nervous all week about it going in, but <laughs> you could root, cheer for Michigan. Wait a minute. Let me play. I want Michigan play to win. Peacekeeper here. Yeah, you had to win. He has taken a shot no, at you. I know Jordan's what he's doing. I know exactly what he's doing. And clearly, <laughs> you listened to Bo and I on Tuesday mornings. And Bo and I both are on the same page. Why do you want to beat a football team that's terrible. If you talk to the players that actually played the game of football and yeah, play on Saturdays, you know what? They want Michigan at their best at when they At their best. Beat them. We want them healthy. We want all, the, all their dogs out there. From them. Yes, just like they took it from us. You are the man of the people. Why do you want to play a bad team? No more. Don't twist these words. I am not saying that I want them bad. I can hear perfectly. I am saying that you cannot root for them to be good. There is yeah, a clear. I can see that. There's a line. There's a line. The, there's a clear difference. There's a line. If they're undefeated, they're undefeated, oh, yeah. and that's going to go down in the history books like this game on Saturday is going to go. But to root week after week for them to be <laughs> to win, I don't. The injury thing, of course. You know, I don't. I don't need my referees younger than 55, but I don't want my. <laughs> I don't want my players injured. I, I would like to see Blake Corum out there. You want to see yep. them full throttle because you're going into this game, of course. But cheering for them for this matchup. The, the matchup is going to be what it is. It's still a rivalry to me. 
said it before, the Buckeyes still have work to do in the long game here to catch He's up. He's taking a shot at the helmet, leather helmet depression era Buckeyes who couldn't well, get the job. Tim Hall guys versus Dom yeah. Taberry, pay-per-view. Well, He's a well, diehard Buckeye. Let me just say this. I don't think there's a player on Michigan's team that is alive the last time Ohio State lost to him in Ohio Stadium. So there, you got that. There we go. 22 years. There we go. I mean, pretty good run, right? A 23-year-old on Pretty good run. When you beat them every year, and when they're bad every year, you you know? You know, I think it's wonderful for the rivalry. Well, you know what? (laughs) Thank you for the correct answer, Timmy Hall. And with that. (laughs) I've enjoyed most of this. Great stuff, guys. Be sure to keep it on 10TV and 97.1 The Fan for all your big game and Buckeye football needs. Thank you, Dom. And coming up on our Rivalry Week special, going to talk to my guys, Common Man and T-Bone from Man and Bone. You get it, from 3 to 6 every day, except for this week, right here on The Fan. That is coming up. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Fans Rivalry Week special. Join us for a trip down memory lane. Proud to be your home for Buckeye football. The Fan. Timmy Hall back here with you as we keep steamrolling towards the game. Saturday at noon, Ohio State versus Michigan. And here to talk a little bit more about it is man and bone from three to six here on the fan. Except for Not this today. week. Yeah. Not <laughs> today. today. Yeah. We have a lot of time on our hands today. You said this is a fun week. It's not a fun week. This is a torturous week. Nervous? Oh, I, this week more than any other week of my year. And it can be, you know, Michigan could have no wins and I'd still be nervous this week. It's just that type of atmosphere. There are two types of people who go on roller coasters. The ones who put their hands up in the air and say, wee, is fun. And you're also a little terrified. That's not me. I'm holding on to the safety harness for dear life. Well, there's a third type. There's Coaster Bob who actually holds a camera illegally. <laughs> well, fair enough. Cedar right. Point confiscates it after and then he's a, done. And then a goose flies into his face. That's right. Like yes. Fabio. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Fabio say, sued that goose. He did. And he lost. Yeah. I will say this. I I am with you that this is a nerve-wracking week. I I regret that now Michigan week happens during the Thanksgiving week. Yeah, well, it ruins it, the whole week. Well, right, because what it used to be that I recall anyway was Michigan game would happen and then yeah, in my childhood a lot of times Ohio State lost that game. And then you had like two or three days to get over it and get, I mean, really you didn't get over it the whole year, but the two or three days of like really sulking about it, then Thursday would come and you go, well, all right, I guess there's a lot of food. I guess I'll, you know, and then your family comes around and it's like, you got a four day weekend out of school and it's like, all right. And that would be my healing process would get through. Now Thanksgiving is like, get out of the way. We got to get to Michigan. Like it's, it's like, yeah, it's a little speed bump on the way to the Michigan game. I'm sure you get this in a different I'm sure way. You get this too. But when I go to Thanksgiving, everybody is going to ask me a oh, million times. Yes. So what do you think? Mm-hmm. I don't have any inside info. Vomit is what I, th- I'm going to vomit like before this game. Cause I'm so nervous. I just about want it. to enjoy this Turkey day. <laughs> and then I can be a nervous wreck about this game. But every 10 seconds, everybody asks me, so what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> I, 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 let me enjoy the day. I know it's, and it, I don't blame people for doing that, but that's just a little side thing of working in this business. But I don't you, know any more than you know. Right. But when you go around your family, they're like, Oh, so you're, you're an economist. What's going on with inflation? Yeah, you're a sports like, radio but, guy. Like, but it's like, you gotta know. Th- this is their time. Like, if, if, if I was an economist, people would ask about inflation. 
I'm not. I'm a sports radio guy. Of course they're going to ask about Michigan. I'm not a sports radio guy. I make fairly obvious observations (laughs) about sports and do bad imitations of sexual queen. Right. That's That's what I do. The British queen, not the band queen. Just so well, we're they clear. were very sexual. I agree with you. I, fat bottom girls. Yeah. I don't know why Rimmer <laughs> showed up to sing that song. <laughs> oh, Fred, I love fat bottom girls. <laughs> Do you think Rimmer ever met Freddie Mercury? I want to ride my bicycle. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me and Freddie used to bang in Montreal. <laughs> banging in Montreal. Back when I was banging. Back when I was banging. Yeah. Oh, Man and Bone are here with us. It's the Rivalry Week special. Ohio State and Michigan coming up. So... We hit kind of those points of it. Yeah, you're right, Bone. Like the fact of this being before Thanksgiving versus after Thanksgiving, I guess there's two different ways changes to look it at up. that. Totally I don't know. changes it. I don't think that. I don't think that I'm getting over. I don't think I was ever over a loss no, after Thanksgiving. I just mean that was like the first still hurts. step in the healing the season's process. Over, and then you over. get to you get to Christmas, New Year's, and like, all right, I guess it's been a couple months. Still stings, but what do you hey, mean? that toys. makes the rivalry better. Oh, yeah. That's what right. I heard. When yeah. there's a good you want it to back sting. and forth. You want and, it to sting. Yeah. Michigan winning last year. That's what this rivalry needed for some more mm. juice. Mm. I don't I don't need any juice. I need I need Michigan to lose every game. Well, By a hundred well, points. Yes. Well well here whether you wanted that or not, it happened. Right. It came along last year. I I can see it in your face. That is adding to the nervousness that you have because they are a better team than they were three, four years ago. Michigan is? Michigan is. Yes, they are a better team. But I'm more worried about what we are. All of this leading up to this game is the preseason, right? Because we don't know what any of these Big Ten teams are. We don't – the measuring stick is not what the Buckeyes do against Iowa or what the Buckeyes do against – Nebraska. Who cares? Ryan Day says it himself. They've got goals. They haven't achieved any of them yet. Goal number one is beat Michigan. Goal number two is win the Big Ten. And then goal number three is to go to the playoffs and hopefully make some noise. But the first two goals are the bare minimum. Beat Michigan, win the Big Ten. This program has evolved to a point where that should be happening every year. Yeah, and I to add to that, I feel like... Michigan is such a good test because it is a good measurement and it always has been with this rivalry of who's mentally tougher, who can get through. Cause we've seen plenty of times where the better team doesn't win the Michigan Absolutely. game. That happens. That's happened so much throughout the history of this rivalry. Now that you have last year and this year, two pretty evenly matched teams. Yeah, Michigan last year was the better team, quite honestly. And they proved that on the field this year. I hope that's not the case, but I feel like, to be a champion, to be the best, you have to have good mental toughness, not beat yourself. You have to do the things that you're supposed to do at all times and play a perfect game, play a really good game. You this To your point about it being the preseason, Mike, that's what all this led up to. Now we're in a point where they've got to put together a really great game. Yeah. They've got to not beat themselves. They have got to be mentally tough if they get down a score or if, you know, this is where Michigan has faltered so much in the last two decades because they get down a couple scores and they go, oh, no, here we go again. Now the shoe is on Ohio State's foot to not be that team that says, oh, no, here we go again. Just like last year, they're running all over us and we can't stop it. They've got to prove that that was a one-time blip blip on the radar and that's it. It's There's not going to happen There's a lot of pressure again. on Ryan Day. There's a lot of pressure I mean, on I mean, him, man. Think, think, about, think about what you have here. If, if you lose this one, which... Michigan's a very good team. I think a lot of us, we're living in a, in a bit of the unknown right now. We've got thoughts about J.J. McCarthy not being able to throw the football the way he 
should be able to, but the Ohio State secondary seems to be allowing quite regular quarterbacks yes. to throw the football around on it. So there is that in the running back injuries with Michigan. But if they drop this game and you go into next year, the possibility of losing three, it's a disaster. It doesn't matter how many games Ryan Day has won, his win percentage might be a, a clip over 90, at right? No, but you would no still point, be getting on a hot seat. At no point in over 20 years. Has any Ohio State coach had a losing record against Michigan? And if they lose this game on Saturday, Ryan Day will have a losing record yeah. against Michigan. Well, and and I this guy is around our building now quite a bit. It's kind of surreal to get to talk with him from time to time. And he's a he's a great guy, super nice man. John Cooper is not the name you want to be compared to as an Ohio State coach when it comes to the Michigan game. No. You want to be re- compared to John Cooper in recruiting, developing NFL talent. Being a Hall of Fame coach. John right. Cooper is a college football Hall of Famer. John Cooper had the best roster in college football a handful of times. Yes. He did. Yes. Some of those teams in the 90s were, could have been some of the best teams in college football they history. Were. They were. If you beat your it's rival. Except and I'm telling you, for the door. one game. And you know what? John Cooper, I mean, there were people back then who argued maybe he wasn't the greatest in-game coach, making adjustments, things like that. But the reality is no one would really care about that if he'd have beaten Michigan more times than he didn't. And that's not what it is. He is remembered as being this coach who could amass talent and get that, you know, great team to be top five almost every year. And then always just seem to not be able to get over the hump against Michigan. Ryan Day does not want to fall into that category. And I don't, I don't think it's fair that John Cooper fell into that category. I don't think Ryan Day is that same coach, but I am saying you don't want to get to that point where suddenly you drop a couple in a row and then the whole another year, you got to think about it again. Is this a Ryan Day problem? Is this, you know, I don't want that narrative coming out of this week. I want it to be Ohio State had a little issue last year. That was taken care of, and Ohio State showed who the better team is this weekend. Will you guys give me one more segment? Yeah, what sure. Are we, what are we Whatever doing? you want us to do, yeah. <laughs> You've handcuffed us to the desk. Yeah. We can't you leave. Can't. And is, not there's using, nowhere else to not go. You only our, had an hour today. You need more time. Not using our wrists, oddly enough. That's not what we're uh, handcuffed. It's another appendage that he's somehow... I didn't know they well, made handcuffs you know that small, but I, I was going to say I can, <laughs> I can sneak out of mine. <laughs> you can wriggle out. Good for you. <laughs> what were those things you put on your fingers? The Chinese <laughs> handcuffs? <laughs> the little finger trap. Call thing. them that. The little finger trap. I don't know. Is, is that inappropriate? They're, they're made. In, they're made in I China. I think they were made in China. I think what if that's they don't? Fair. What if they don't like that term? I don't know of another name to call <laughs> I don't them. Either. Finger I think traps. Yeah, I think that's. So what are you saying? You'd like to be trapped with another man in one of those? I'm not saying you just said it. No, you said go to break. You said it. I no, actually, stupid. I have. Uh, that's you know what? Don't knock until you try it, Tim. That's all I'm saying. Right. I mean the way, the way the way the fabric both start tugging is there. at the same time. <laughs> I don't want fabric. I want I want the ones with wicker. The wicker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not a Blue Jackets podcast, but I call that one the old Ron Tugnut. But that's a whole other whole other thing. Uh, okay. Back after this. More more with these guys, <laughs> Man and Bone from Common Man and T-Bone from 3 to 6. Our rivalry week continues on 97.1 The Fan. The most important week of the season is upon us. You're listening to The Fan's Rivalry Week Special on your home of the Buckeyes. The Fan. Fan. All right, Buckeye fans, the Rivalry Week Special continues here on a lovely Tuesday night. We're in the middle of the Maui Invitational. We got Buckeye basketball with one more tomorrow, and we got the game coming up on Saturday. Our coverage is going to start at 630 in the morning on that game day. We got man and bone here from our show from Hello, three to Timmy. six. Yeah, except for this week because Buckeye hoops has just destroyed it all. But 
hey, I mean, you can start thinking about the meal. Now, I know we've talked about whether we have to go with traditional turkeys for Thanksgiving a little bit before our we we all committed. I'm I'm actually not. I'm out. We're not doing the turkey. No we're turkey. Do, we're doing a full on Jack Stack barbecue Thanksgiving. What you about know, you guys? I, I say whatever makes you happy. Absolutely. I like I like turkey on Thanksgiving, so we're doing turkey. But whatever you enjoy, I don't care. We were gonna do turkey, but then we just figured it today. This this year we have a busy couple of weeks surrounding Thanksgiving, so we decided no turkey. Pork tenderloin is what we've gone with. Yes, which still kind of has like a white meat vibe to it, and you get a little bit of the like. It's like it's it's kind of a little similar to having a turkey, but not quite. You so got to, but it's a lot. You got to have a lot though. You got to be easier to prepare. Like three or four rolls. A lot right? easier to prepare though. So that's where we're just going with the simplicity as opposed to dealing with the turkey. Because to get turkey right, you got to you got to do it all. That's well. what they call them too. You go to the butcher, say, "Give me some of those rolls. Give me the rolls. Rolls of, of tendy. Give me some yeah. pork tendies, as I'm sure Tim if calls you, it. If you were if you were man, you'd be getting a beef tenderloin. I know. Not a cheapo I, pork tenderloin. Yeah. Well, it's a lot easier to Christmas, prepare. Christmas, the birth of Jesus is beef. <laughs> I've always thought. <laughs> Why is Jesus beef? I don't know. Why I always is... thought it's it's your, well, because beef is, uh, the cows that we eat are young. Oh. Right? I thought maybe you meant the represents cows. Represents the baby. I thought maybe you meant the cows were in like the manger, in the barn I like area. I like my, my cows beef, old. I like my beef bloody. You like those old dairy I cows? I love those yeah. old cows. I love my beef bloody, just like Jesus was bloody on the cross. Oh, wow. Uh, That's right. I guess I, I didn't think I didn't take it that far forward. What are you doing? I, I didn't take it that far you, forward. You asked me a stupid question. <laughs> I'm giving you a stupid no, answer. No, you're what you said is historically accurate. That happened. I mean, I wouldn't want to deny that happened. That would be bad. I think it would be bad to say that. Joel Osteen just strolled Joel in here. Uh, no, Joel it's Osteen. 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 Joel Osteen <laughs> and Honas. Honas Wagner. Honas. Yeah. Leave leave all the Bible stuff to me. I grew up in that. That's what I do. That's my thing. All right, guys. So back to something that you tweeted about. And you mentioned this in the last segment briefly about you know needing Michigan to be better. I find it hard to believe how many sane football fans are out there that I know they don't just why can't one just sit back and watch Michigan and whatever happens happens now we got to this week both teams are 11 and 0 okay this will be epic this will be unbelievable but I I do not understand how you could be a rabid Ohio State fan and root for Michigan to down Illinois. I have no idea. It, it was I, I don't get it. I was giggly through that fourth quarter thinking that they might stumble and lose that game. And then of course Ohio State got a taste of its own medicine in the Maryland I, game. I knew I knew they they would win that game because Brett Bielema was being stupid. He was not coaching to win. And I knew as soon as their Austin Matthews looking kicker went out there that the game was going to be over. Yeah, with his stupid mustache. I know, very few people are going to get this reference, but have you ever seen the band? They're a ska band called the Aquabats. I, I Look saw him up. It. It, you're right. He looked exactly yeah. like one of the members of the Aquabats in that little. They get used up to do kids shows, right? Yeah, uh, maybe like Yo Gabba Gabba. I think they I would think appear they on, on there. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Good call. Yeah, all I know is this: that guy cannot beat Ohio. That that cannot. I'm not saying he can't physically can't do it. I'm saying no. I will run on the field no, to make sure it doesn't happen. It cannot be. That that guy is the one who beats Ohio State. Please, that cannot happen. Do so, not leave it into that situation where it could be that that kicker gets a chance. So, T-Bone, when we get to this game on Saturday, first of all, not knowing what's been going on with Travion Henderson, other than the fact that he's been hurt and he was in a, a walking boot, it almost feels like they're they're trying to protect their guys a lot. The guys that are hurt, not trying to say a whole lot about it, but 
They're on the injury report, and Mayan Williams has been in and out all season long. So there's that aspect. There's the way that this offensive line hasn't necessarily been the best at run blocking throughout the the late quarter of this football season. And, you know, C.J. Stroud still got the Heisman up for contention. He's still the, the odds-on favorite. How do you see Ohio State formulating that offensive game plan on Saturday? I mean, look, I, I think it matters a couple things. Obviously, you need to know who's healthy at running back for both these teams, right? That's a storyline going into this is, which running backs will be available for this game? Which ones will be at hundred percent? That changes a lot of things, right? For Ohio state offensively and for Michigan offensively, if Blake Corum can't go, we don't know, but it's concerning that Mayan Williams goes out of that game against Indiana and it looked bad and everyone was like very concerned about it. And then the next week, he's just not even available. After all week we were told, Oh, Hey, no big deal. We think he'll be fine. Should be okay. I think he'll be good to go. Nothing. Right. Now you wonder if he's not available and Travion Henderson is like, let's say 70%, 60%. I don't know what he was this past week. It didn't look like he was 70 or 80% to me. Then you've got to say Dallin Hayden step on up. And that's a lot to put on a guy who is yeah. young, a, a freshman, true freshman, right? I'm not mistaken that. Yes, right. Yeah. Yeah. He's not like, even, we said this on this past uh, post game show. He's not even a year removed from signing his letter of intent. Right. I'm late. like, yeah, I'm saying this is a, this is a big deal for him to now possibly be one of the focal points of this offense in the game. Now, plenty of guys have had big moments in the game who are maybe, you know, not, this is their moment, right? Where they show up and they put their names on the map and people get to see what they can do. He obviously did that against Maryland. He's good, but you know, without Mayan Williams running, if he's not available and I hope, I hope he is man, because that dude reminds me so much of Maurice Claret. When he runs the football, just powerful, powerful, and fast. Yeah. And just hard to tackle low center of gravity understands the angles knows just has the, the knack to get the next couple yards you need in a big spot. If he's not able to go, then that changes things quite a bit for this offense. Man and bone are here. And Mike, do you, what's your expectation for CJ? Do you think this is going to be easy for him or no. are we going to see some struggles? I, uh, I'm not confident with the way that he's playing football right now. He doesn't look confident to me. Uh, you go back to that game against Maryland where, yeah, you go look at the stat sheet. There were no turnovers in that game, but there were certain decisions that really cost them some points and put them behind on some drives. There was, I don't know if they were running a read option, what the hell they were doing, just a bad handoff attempt to Travion yeah. and fumbled the football, lost eight, nine yards, killed the drive. That interception that wound up being called back because it hit the ground, he's scrambling, throws the ball up, just a stupid decision, bad decision. And that was on first down. That wasn't a third down play where you justified in your mind where it's like, well, you know what? I'm going to try and make right. something happen. Sling if it. it doesn't work out, this is a glorified punt, right? Instead, it was a bad decision on first down. He was running towards the sidelines. Throw the ball away and live another down. He is too experienced of a quarterback to be making these little mistakes like this. And you just can't rely on every single week Marvin Harrison going out there and making the greatest catch you've ever seen. You have to give your receivers an opportunity. And Ryan Day needs to give C.J. Stroud an opportunity to ease into the football game where he starts to feel comfortable. And I hope that we see that because this moment's going to be big. And we've seen a lot, as you mentioned, a lot of guys make their name in this Michigan game. I remember Justin Fields when he was in Ann Arbor. He left with that knee injury. And then he came back. And you wondered how he was going to respond to that. Had the brace on his knee. Yeah. 
first throw he made was a dart yeah. for a touchdown. And you could see it in his eyes at that moment. His balls dropped. He became he became Justin Fields in that moment. C.J. Stroud may wind up winning the Heisman Trophy. I have no idea. You got to beat Michigan. But he hasn't had that moment yet in a big game where you look at him and say, yeah, in 15 years, we're going to remember that. We still talk about Troy Smith and Anthony Gonzalez and plays like that. Why? Because of the moment. Not because the play itself was the greatest thing you've ever seen, but the moment. Are we going to have that on Saturday? I hope we do. Yeah, to your point, though, I feel like C.J. Stroud has an accumulation of good right he does like, like all season he has an accumulation of well there's another game where he had 250 plus yards and like four touchdowns and you know all these numbers add up and look really great but I I'm with you I want to see the game where people go dude that guy put the team on his back in the fourth quarter or the third quarter whenever it is and he goes out and just has not like he's throwing a wide open guys where he's got to make the throws consistently where he goes and runs for six when they need five just does the whole thing. Like that to me is what you're talking about, like a Heisman moment or a thing like that. Those Michigan moments that happen in this game. He, d- he needs one of those. Maybe it's a game. Maybe it's a drive. Maybe it's a play, but I feel like that's got to come from him. If Ohio state's going to win this game, I don't think you do it by him just dinking and dunking and kind of feeling unimpressive. And then you look up later and you're like, well, he did have 260 yards and three touchdowns. I don't think this game's going to go that way. You know, I don't think it's going to lend itself to, they dink and dunk, and all of a sudden he accumulates a bunch of numbers. I think he's going to have to make some big plays. Well, guys, I'll make uh, everybody listen to your show for the final thoughts and predictions on this game. But it was fun to get you in the studio here. Yeah, this was great for this hour because half of this will have been guys in a TV studio chatting and breaking it down. And then the other half. Just ugly guys in a radio studio. These three guys. Right. Yeah, there you go. Really, you Perfect. too. Thank you so much, guys. That was fun. Thank you, Timmy. Thanks, Tim. My guys, always fun. And we will have much more discussion with our friends from 10TV, Dom Tiberi, Dave Holmes, Adam King, and our wide receiver friend, Devere Posey, when we come back. It's our Rivalry Week special right here on The Fan. This is The Fan's Rivalry Week special. We get you ready for the most important game of the season. Proud to be your flagship home for Buckeye football. The Fan. All right, everybody. Welcome back. It's been nice to be here with you this evening. I'm Timmy Hall. And before we go, we'll kick it back to our roundtable discussion. You'll hear Dom Tiberi, Adam King, and Dave Holmes from 10TV and our wide receiver friend, Devere Posey. And we're going to get a little bit defensive about this rivalry. No, actually, we're going to talk about this Jim Knowles-led defense and what elements it's going to have to provide for the Buckeyes to be successful on Saturday. Here we go. Ryan Day has talked all season about toughness, competitive stamina. How much of that has to do with his defense and with what happened uh, a year ago? And is this game now the test? Every part of it. I mean, it's wild. Ohio State has won 11 games this year. And for any other school in America, that's amazing. You're celebrating, you're cheering. Mm -hmm. And for Ohio State, it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. Every part of the toughness that we've seen from the defense, stepping up, even against Notre Dame, holding them to you know a low score, none of that matters unless they can go out and prove it against Michigan. Because last year was the first time, there were some problems with defense all year long, but last year at the end of the Michigan game, 
if you were a Buckeye fan, you didn't think your defense could get off the field. That was the problem. You just kept thinking they're just going to keep running the ball and scoring. And then you saw it a little bit again in the Utah game. And with it, it changed everything about this Ohio State team. Toughness is written on every wall inside the Woody. It's every word, the first word that comes out of every player's mouth is physicality and toughness. We saw it questioned at the Heisman ceremony. I mean, when you hear that, and, and, and C.J. Stroud just had to stand there and just take it, it's, it's every part of what this Ohio State team is. And it's the only way that they get to truly say they are physical is if they win on Saturday. This is a Tommy Eichenberg game. Yeah. It is. Well, that's, Tommy yeah, Eichenberg, 17-tackle yeah. kind of game. Well, yeah. Tommy Eichenberg, I think, is a perfect example of the difference in Ohio State. I mean, yeah. Tommy Eichenberg, you talk, Jim Knowles made the grunt joke where, like, he just goes out there and he doesn't even talk. He just, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, uh. I mean, the guy's got two broken hands, I, you know, yeah. and, he's, and he just wants to tackle and win football games. Well, after last year's game, Timmy, they uh, got rid of three defensive coaches. They bring in Jim Knowles. He puts in a new defense, and uh, he even talked about earlier in the week, it's all about the competitive stamina. That's what they're doing, the toughness. With that said, we have seen Ohio State's defense. Is it fixed? Do you have any concerns? Because, you know, all you got to do is look at that tape of the last year. They drove it down Ohio State's throat for, what, 300 yards? And 300 six yards, rushing six touchdowns. touchdowns. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, you should be – they should be forcing them to watch that tape over and over they should like set it up on their ipads or whatever kind of tablets they have and you're forced to watch that for 60 minutes before you go to bed because what, whatever's been done whatever jim Knowles has brought in like you said with the 11 and 0 that means a little bit it mostly means nothing unless you beat the rival when you lost to them last year mm-hmm. that's kind of where i am with this defense so are there concerns yeah there's concerns have you watched the secondary for the better part of the last six weeks yeah. i mean Good Lord. And I'm not that concerned that J.J. McCarthy is that guy to light them up, but there have no. been some pretty regular quarterbacks. I mean, is he not on Talia Tungavailoa's level? Talia threw it around. I don't, Sean, I don't Sean think Clifford's he's been around. Think so. Sean yeah, I mean, Clifford's been around for a long time, but yeah. he continues to throw for over you know 350 yards and, and whatnot. But there are some young guys that are still cutting their teeth in that back end. I mentioned Tommy. I feel like if they're going to win, Tommy Eichenberg is going to have a legendary type of game. And then either someone on the defensive line, Zach Harrison or JT Tuimoloau, maybe we're overshadowing overshadowing some of the dudes in the interior Mm -hmm. of that defensive line, like a Teron Vincent. A lot of Mike Hall talk early Mm -hmm. in the year, but then some injuries have have gotten to him. Mm -hmm. But there's been guys that have have been stepping up there too. All right, Dave, you look at this – Michigan offense and you know they they like that first and foremost they run the football yep. we don't know what Coram's going to do if he's going to play or not uh, Ohio State's assuming they will but they complement the run with the short passes uh, they really don't go long down the field they try to kill the clock I mean uh, it, it's who they are next thing you know they've had an eight minute drive and you know they, they get a touchdown or whatever with that said as Ohio State have anything up their sleeves, do you think Jim Knowles has alluded all season long? They've got so much, you know, in in reserve. Mm-hmm. Do we see some surprises in this game from the Silver Bullets? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I do think that Jim Knowles is going to be ready for this one. He better be. I mean, the moment you signed that <laughs> signed that contract, he knew what he was getting into. He was the guy who was brought in to fix this game. 
because of what happened last year. So I think Ohio State's defense should be up to the challenge. It's total gut check time. But here's the thing. They've looked better this year. And you can stay up all night long studying for your exam, doing the flashcards. But you know what, Dom? It doesn't matter if you know the content at 2 in the morning. Yeah. It matters <laughs> when you show up on the test day. Yeah. And if you don't put it on the page, it doesn't matter. They've looked better. But you have to go out and get it done here. You know, Devere, everyone on that football yep. team from Ohio State was embarrassed, but especially the defense. Those guys yeah. have had to live, you know, the toughness remarks were directed at them. They mm -hmm. could not get a stop. So they've had to live with that, um, all that chatter, yep. you know, and, and the embarrassment that they saw. With that said, how angry will the Silver Bullets be in this game? And it's one thing to be angry. This game's about emotion. You got to play yeah. smart, though, right? Don't do something stupid. Exactly. You got to watch your emotions in this games because obviously the pregame, the 50-yard line. Please have all the coaches from both teams separate these guys because they know what kind of rivalry this is. But I want to go back to the doctor, the doctor Jim Knowles, the guy that was hired for this job to fix this problem that we have with the running game. This man is an absolute genius. I'm a big fan of Jim Knowles. I love what he did last week putting Tua Tuovaloa in a, in a terrible situation, showing blitz, backing out the zone. I love what he does conceptually. I mean, this guy threw a cornerback blitz on the first play of the game, first play of the season in Notre Dame. He's a gambler. I would love to see how he gambles and what he does when he has two tens. He's splitting the tens, Dom, and I believe he's going to have a plan for these guys. He's going to have something up his sleeve for J.J. He's going to have him thinking, throwing different blitzes at him. And I believe we create some turnovers with Jim Nose. What, what happened concepts. on that cornerback blitz at well, the first play of the season? Well, what happened on the blitz <laughs> is, you know. Well, well that's the, the, that's the, the thing. The flipped an ace. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Sometimes you gamble and sometimes you lose. But I think Jim Knowles, man, just what he brings conceptually to toughness. I mean, his journey as a coach, he understands that this is the pinnacle of college football. This is the pinnacle of rivalries. He'll have something up his sleeve. And, Dom, I want to be clear. For the kids watching, you never split tennis. You take, take <laughs> the guaranteed the tennis, win. Yeah. Just <laughs> Please play responsibly. Play responsibly. You know, Timmy, we, we know there's pressure that goes with this game, and no one knows it better than Ryan Day. With that said, are the Ohio State fans maybe a little spoiled? They've had a pretty good run here. Uh, the, this Buckeye football team is currently ranked second in the country, 11-0. But if you hear some of the fans, if you look at some of the comments, they're complaining and they're worried and all this, and, you know, because of – they struggled, or, or it was not an easy win at Penn State. They struggled yeah, at Northwestern. Yeah. The weather was part of it. They struggled at Maryland. You know, these other programs do give out scholarships, too. <laughs> we don't want to hear any of that noise, right? This is, this is Ohio State, right? This is the economic engine of the state. This, this is the Buckeyes right here. So th there, I feel like there's this big divide. There's a vast divide where you could be overly critical and not appreciate any kind of win and then you can just pretend that everything is going to be fine because there's five-star athletes and there's no problems when, I mean, it's, it's re reality is going to be somewhere in the middle. I tend to bleed a little bit more to the critical eye because of how many spoils they have, like you said. So it's, it's what are you going to do with those? You can make the case that when you look at the other power programs at the top of college football, you can get to this discussion and you compare them to, say, Duke in basketball or Kansas, whatever you want to pick, right? Has Ohio State won enough at the big level, championships? Not just getting past this team. That's the great thing about it. You have to get past this team to then go a step further to catch 
not this year, it's not a Clemson or a Bama like it was, but now it's a Georgia who's a defending national champ. I will say, I think the fact that these last two games were close for both the Buckeyes and Michigan presents a little different element, like what Dave was talking about. Mm -hmm. Throw out, really, more than most years, everything that's happened so far. I I will tell you one thing before we go to break, and Mm -hmm. Devere, you played the game. Mm -hmm. As bad as the fans want to win, the players are the ones that put all the time in, the coaches. No one wants to win more than you guys. Your legacy as an Ohio State football player is based on what you do to this game. If you're a running back that doesn't score in the Michigan game, you'll remember as a guy who didn't score in the Michigan game. If you're a receiver that's not productive or you're dropping passes and you don't make that third down play, you're going to remember this forever. I mean, there's plays in the Michigan game that I want back, obviously. And so just as a player, you understand how big this is. Earl Bruce would always come in and tell a story about if you lose, you'll be walking down Pearl Alley and not on High Street. So players understand that your legacy is directly impacted on what you do in this game, Don. That is well said, Devere. You want to walk tall on High Street. You want to have a Chris Olave type of indoctrination into this rivalry game. We want to be talking about dudes in the right kind of way when this one is done on Sunday morning. Well, nothing is stopping it. I I still don't know if I'm ready for it, but it doesn't matter. This game is going to be happening Saturday at noon. Everybody on the Buckeye Show podcast feed right now, thank you so much for being here. Please do give us a little rating if you're listening on Apple and a review. Tell us more of what you would like to hear. I hope you appreciated this special being put into the podcast feed for your listening pleasure. I mean, the holidays, it's a good opportunity, right? When you need to get away from the family, you just want to have some some headspace, throw on the headphones or grab your Bluetooth speaker, find an empty room, listen to some of our stuff. We got some great stuff for you. Certainly appreciate it. Thank you guys for checking it out. Be well. Happy Thanksgiving.